Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Father, I thank you for your anointing upon me to, to teach and that every ear be anointed to hear, every heart anointed to receive that precious seed of the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to start with a scripture in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 18. And uh, Luke 18, we'll start in the first verse. And this is Jesus. It says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Okay, so that's describing what this parable is going to be about. Saying, There was a certain city, in a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now, now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. That's, that's an important phrase. We're going to look at that over and over again. Justice. Get justice for me. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, She's bugging me. I've got to do something. I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming she weary me. Verse 6. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. What did he say? Jesus said we should hear it. He said, I will avenge her. Verse 7. And shall God not avenge his own elect, and cry out day and night to him, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Now, that's an interesting passage, but what in the world does it have to do with faith? And he finishes up, it must be something to it. So we're going to dig into it a little more. Um, about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year now, Marta and I, in prayer, were, were sensing that God was trying to say something to us about the vengeance of God. Now, vengeance, kind of like the word revenge, um, Avenge, that's what we're reading about by the, the word here. I, maybe I watched too many cowboy movies growing up. Because uh, revenge, uh, vengeance, that was, go get them. I mean, they did something to you, you do it back to them, only you do it a little harder. That's That was my concept of, of what uh, vengeance was. <clears throat> Getting even, basically. So... Tonight I want to talk a little bit about the vengeance of God because it is not anything like the idea that I had, and I'm sure most of you are already figured this out way ahead of me, that you never had a problem with your flesh wanting to get even or anything like that, but maybe you know somebody that you can help to help them with. So, um, And the other thing is it's very closely connected to what I talked about the last time I was here, about favor, the favor of God. Now, it may not seem like it right now, but but listen with your heart and uh, don't let this just be information. Um, 
when we talked about favor, remember what it said in Psalm 512, who is covered with favor as with a shield? The righteous. That's right. So I want to go now to Proverbs again, Proverbs 29, verse 26. Because this kind of transitions from what we're talking about in favor into vengeance. Verse 26 says, many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man, there's that word again, justice for man comes from the Lord. So I want to look here for a minute and see what the Bible says about the vengeance of God. Now remember, we read in Luke 18 about the the woman, she was asking for justice. She was asking for justice. That's one of the, the things that we need to really renew our minds to thinking that then we think of the venge- or the, the uh, vengeance of God, we're really talking about one of the things is justice. Um, and in verse, uh, what is it, verse uh, 7 here, it, it said, uh, God will, shall, not, shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to them? It's important that, that if you need to be avenged, you need to let God know about it. You need to cry out. Most people try to go do it themselves. They, they, somebody did me wrong, and that's part of the reason we were in prayer about this. In, in the ministry, not everybody treats you the way the Bible says they should treat you. And, uh, there have been things over the last 25 years in our ministry where people took advantage of us. And I won't go into details, but, but there, it, it's just financial, it's in relationships, it's in a lot of other areas. And God will restore those things. He will execute vengeance on your behalf. But it takes faith to do that. And let me, don't, just stay with me here. Um, go to Isaiah 59. This is very interesting. Uh, Isaiah 59, and we'll begin in verse 15. It says, so truth fails. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. There it is again, no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation to him, and his own righteousness, it sustained him. Here's, here's my translation of that verse. The Lord was angry and he was amazed that none of his children cried out for justice. His children weren't crying out for justice. And, and I'm not talking about the, the justice of, of the, the worldly kind. I'm talking about the Lord's justice, the vengeance of the Lord. And this vengeance doesn't have anything to do with with things that are emotional or getting even retaliation type of thing, God's justice doesn't come from from hatred or bitterness or emotions. Um, those are all things works of the flesh, and our flesh is is loud about those things. Our flesh wants to get even. Our flesh wants to go go. When we were in in living in Hungary. 
Um, we had a little girl, Esther, who was living there, a little Mongolian girl. Um, there are not that many Mongolians living in, in Hungary. Um, there are a lot of Asians, but she's, and, and she would get really angry when they would call her Chinese. I'm Mongolian. And she was still learning English and, and not, you know, just uh, things weren't coming in. And some of the things we thought were cute, so we didn't correct her soon enough. So that was partly our fault. But one day she came home so angry because this boy had just irritated her and called her Chinese. So we're trying to teach her biblical lessons about this. And we said, okay, Esther, Esther, what should we do? Responsibly, well, we need to forgive him. She said, we must beat him. So, okay, we need to get back into the lesson here and not, uh, no, that's not the response I was, I was hoping for. But, uh, God does vengeance. He executes vengeance out of a love of justice. Okay? Hey, Isaiah 30, verse 18 says, The Lord is a God of justice. And Psalm 97, verse 2 says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. And, and I really believe that there are destinies, there are assignments, there are Bible promises that we will never be able to fully walk in, enjoy without the, the Lord's favor and the Lord's vengeance operating on our behalf. And, and it's all through the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament. And we're going to look at some of these things tonight. Um, God taught Moses about his vengeance. You know, God knew that Pharaoh was not going to let the people go. And so we, we go to uh, Exodus chapter 3 and uh, look down at, at uh, oh, verse 20. Okay? He said in verse 20, I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you grow out that you will not go empty handed. That's favor. That's also the vengeance of God being displayed. Now, we even used to sing a song quite often uh, out of taken from Psalm 105 that he brought them out. I won't sing it for you right now. But he brought them out with silver and with gold, and there was not one feeble among their tribe. He gave a cloud for the covering, a fire to give light by the night. He opened up the rock, and the water gushed out. I, I see Marta's trying to sing along with it here. Like a river in dry places. That's favor. That's the vengeance of God. That's God taking care of his people. Um, or in, in Second Kings. In Second Kings is the story of, of the, the king of Syria who was so upset because he knew there was a spy in, in his midst because all of his military secrets were being, they, they knew what was happening before he did them. So he was trying to find who this uh, spy was and finally some of his people said, no, king, it's not a spy. There's this prophet uh, who knows what you're going to do. He knows what you're doing in your bedroom when there's nobody else there. 
So the king sets out to uh, to find Elisha, and he sends his whole army out and surrounds the city where Elisha is is staying. And uh, you know the story where where Elisha and his uh, servant Gehazi go out, and and Gehazi goes out and sees that they're surrounded. I mean, there is there is the whole army around there. There is no way out. And Elisha says, well, there's more of us than there are of them. And I, I just can see the, the Gehazi saying, one, two. Uh, and then Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he can see. That's when he saw the, the horses and chariots of fire that surrounded them. There were more of them than there were of, of the enemy. But uh, they they couldn't see it until he opened his spiritual eyes. Anyway, that's I could get into that whole story there. But uh, so the, the king wanted wanted to capture uh, Elisha. But look what happened here in uh, in Second Kings down in verse eighteen. Um, it says, "So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord." And said, strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And then it goes on to show how he took them. I mean, the people couldn't see. They were at his mercy. And he led them to Samaria and, and dealt with them there. But one of the things I, I really need to point out is that vengeance of the Lord is not automatic. It'd be nice if it was, but but we need we have a part to do in this too. Um, it's 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 like deliverance or or healing. God needs somebody who he needs to work through someone who believes and and is confident that what God said He would do, He will do. And and that's what we need to do in every promise of God, not just receiving favor and vengeance. But uh, everything God promised depends on us believing he can do it. Um, another one, the Bible says that Daniel was delivered from the lion's den because he, he believed that God's power and sovereignty were enough to deliver him. And, and God did. And then there was Daniel's three buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who... Uh, you know the the king uh, Nebuchadnezzar had had people around him that that helped him build himself up. He was surrounded with people that say, "Oh, king, you're such a good king. Uh, we need to build a statue." Let's. So he built this huge statue and made this rule that whenever the music starts to play, all the psaltery and harps and whatever they had going on there, everybody had to bow down and worship. And so there were these. Hebrews that were captive there, and some of the people just didn't like them. And so they came in and, and said, King, there's these three guys who won't take the shot. I mean, they won't bow down. Did I say that? Very similar. <laughs> but they, they wouldn't bow down. They wouldn't do it. And so Nebuchadnezzar goes to these three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and gives them another chance. And in verse 15, and I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase here, he says, okay, guys, I know that you come from a different culture, but it just next time you hear all this music going, just bow down and worship 
and, and everything will be okay. We'll forget everything. This is so important here. In verse 16, oh, in fact, uh, Nebuchadnezzar said after all this, by the way, who is the God that could deliver you out of my hands anyway? Because he, he was it. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar was, was all powerful in his mind. But then in verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, oh Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. In other words, we don't even need to think about this, king. They said, if that is the case, now, this is where you need to get clear. If what is the case? If you make this rule and throw us into the furnace, if that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery, burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us. From your hand, O king. And here's where a lot of people get, get confused here. The next verse, 18. But if not, if not what? If, see, there, there are even some newer translations say, but if you, if God doesn't save us, we're not, well, I, you know, think it through. If they throw us into the furnace and I'm burned up to a crispy critter, I'm not going to bow down to anybody. So, it doesn't make any sense to, to think of it. But if, if not, if not, if you don't change your mind about this, uh, that we're not going to worship your gods anyway. Even if you don't throw us in the furnace, we're not going to furnish your, uh, uh, worship your gods. And that's what he said in verse 18. Be it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. And then, of course, you know that they did get thrown into the furnace and and it turned out that the, there was a fourth man in the furnace. And uh, that's that's a whole different sermon in itself right there. But it's it's important to know that they they knew about, they had confidence that God would deliver them. God executed vengeance on their behalf. Justice, and they were elevated in the kingdom because of that. And and we already read the parable of the unjust judge in Luke chapter 18. Uh, in fact, let's look at it again here. The unjust judge agreed to avenge uh, the widow, and and uh, Jesus ends up with this story in verse seven and eight. And he said, and and shall shall God not avenge His own elect who cry out day and night? to him through though he bears long with them i tell you that he will avenge them speedily one of the problems is that there aren't very many in the body of christ who have been taught the value of god's vengeance because that they have that picture of vengeance as of being revenge and it's not revenge um so they they don't have the knowledge, so they don't have the faith. Faith comes how? By hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, so they, they don't know what the Word of God says about the vengeance of God. Um, and so they don't know how to put it to work on their behalf. They don't know that God will execute vengeance on their behalf, so they never are able to tap into it. And so they become victims instead of victors, and they, they suffer uh, attacks in their body. They uh, 
attacks on their finances, attacks in their marriages, and even to the point that, that there's early death that, it, that comes about sometimes. Um, but that doesn't have to be that way. No more. And what, what I am encouraging every one of us to do is to say that, to speak it out ourselves. No more. This is my day of the Lord's vengeance. That, that's it. And you need to, you need to hear yourself saying that. The Lord executes vengeance on my behalf. Um, think, when you think vengeance, think justice. That may help with it a little bit. At least, maybe, maybe I'm the only one that has, has stumbled over that word in the past. But, but vengeance, the vengeance of God is, is justice. It's recompense. It's restoration in, in, in all those things that the enemy has tried to take from us. But that, that vengeance is vital for, in order for God to fulfill His promise, uh, to comfort His people. God sent Jesus as the first comforter. And then when Jesus' time on this earth was over, He sent a, another comforter. And it was not another different, it was another exactly the same that, that is considered part of the the Godhead, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And uh, the Holy Spirit is is the empowerment and the guarantee behind what Jesus said, the greater works that we could do. Um, and and that's, that's us. We are the church, and we are to be doing those things. One of the main jobs of the Holy Spirit is to execute vengeance upon all that are everything that's been hindering what God wants you to be doing in this earth. Um, I believe God has a plan. No matter how young or how old, God still has a plan. And I believe that we need to be seriously considering how we spend these final days. Because I don't know how many days we've got left. If you, if you watch the news at all and, and know what the Bible says, it looks, it looks like it's getting close. But... Uh, so if, if you tap into the vengeance of God and, and have the faith to, to believe that God will do what he said he would do, then whatever has been messing around with your destiny, with your call of God in your life, that can be dealt with. Whatever's afflicting and humiliating. And I bring out the word humiliating because I, we just finished teaching on our, uh, on our uh, midweek teaching that we teach to Hungary and Romania about the, the woman who is bowed over that Jesus healed. We've been studying some of the healings of, of Jesus. And you think for 18 years this woman was, was bowed over. She wasn't even, she was less than human. But, but Jesus, Jesus didn't cast out a demon. He, and this is in, in Luke 13, if you want to go there sometime and, and, and uh, study this out, but he didn't, there may have been demons involved, but he never taught, talked to the demons. He talked to the woman. He reminded her of her covenant. The covenant that she had as a daughter of Abraham. And, and once she was reminded of that, and, and he spoke to her, and, and she stood up and healed. But that was that humiliation of, of just being being different than the rest of, of the people. Just, uh, and, and, you know, those things that, 
the enemy tries to come against your peace or the progress that you try to make. So, and you hear people say, oh, I just take uh, three steps, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. Don't say that anymore. This, your, your progress is always forward. God always has more for you. Most of the time, what hinders us is our own mouth. The things that we say that do not agree with what the Word of God says. Um, and the enemy tries to, to, ham- to harass you with your jobs, your career, your business, your ministry, whatever you're trying to do, the enemy does not want you to be successful, especially if you're a giver, because he doesn't want you to be uh, blessed to be a blessing. Um, and it's also about the, what the enemy tries to do with your children. And we, we play, pray over our children and our grandchildren every day, and uh, they are part of the Lord. Great is their peace in Jesus' name. But God, all of those things, God can execute vengeance over those things on your behalf. And since we have been um, studying this, praying about this, we're seeing things fall back into place. Financially, yeah, but relationships, things that we thought were uh, gone, uh, God is bringing those things back and he's doing it away in a way that we never could have done it. So it's, it's important that you, you watch what you say, agree with what the Word of God says, um, and, and remember that you never have to get even with your enemies. That's, that's not part of God's vengeance. That's what my flesh wants to do. And I need to get my flesh under control and let God be God and do what God said God would do. And I want to, I've got several scriptures here. I just want to give you some of these. If you get, if you can write them down or, or, uh, however, look these up and meditate on these. Speak these out loud over yourself and, uh, and know what God is saying about this. The first one is Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 30. It says, for we know him who said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. Vengeance is mine. If, if I take vengeance, if I try to make it right, I'm taking it out of God's hands to do what he said he would do. I want to look at another translation in, in the message translation of that same verse, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30. If you have that, um, it's, it says, this is no light matter. God has warned us that he'll hold us to account and make us pay. He was quite explicit. Vengeance is mine, and I won't overlook a thing. I like that. And God won't overlook a thing, and God will judge his people. Because, you know, if it's been years, you probably can't even remember everything that should be recompensed, should be uh, executed vengeance for. But God knows, and God will make it right. Uh Another scripture, Isaiah, verse 34 and verse 8. It says, For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. You know, as we talk about restoration of, and, and the God executing vengeance on our behalf, it's, it's not 
necessarily for us. We're in a way we're like Paul. We we we're okay. We can survive. We can thrive. But some of the things that were taken from us were actually part of the ministry. They were we considered it God's money, God's property, and and people are are going to have to be uh, corrected for that. And He will do it. Um, Look at Psalm, Psalm 33, verse 5 says, He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. God is good. Maybe a lot of people didn't know that. A lot of people have the idea that God is this big, mean, old person in heaven just waiting for you to mess up. And as soon as you do, He's going to smash you like a bug. That's no, God is good. God wants good for you. Amen. Verse, uh, Psalm 37, verse uh, 28 down to 30. It says, For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. That's you. You're his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. Verse 29, the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of justice. There you go. You have to be aware of what you're allowing your mouth to speak. Speak words that agree with the word of God. Don't talk about how bad things are, how, I mean, it's, it's obvious that, that uh, it's easy to speak what the obvious is. But it's not so easy to call things that are not as though they are. But it's biblical to do that. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32. Vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time. In due time. Maybe not your time, but in due time. Their foot shall slip. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten upon them. I mean, those those who have done you wrong, so to speak, will get theirs. They will get the justice done to them. And, uh, you know, heaven's justice system, like I said, doesn't depend on... on uh, it's not about punishing, it's about justice. And if that, and some of those, some of that will uh, receive just. But I, you know, God is so uh, patient, and and so patient. <laughs> He's patient with me. I know that. Amen. But He He gives everyone a chance to recover, to make it right. And uh, but that comes a time. In Proverbs it says, uh, "He who hardens his neck after much reproof." I believe it's. 29, Proverbs 29, he who hardens his neck after much reproof will suddenly be broken and that without remedy. In other words, you can't fix that when that happens. But if you want to really enjoy and walk in in the the vengeance of God in on your behalf, we have to live in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And I just want to read one verse out of uh, 1 Corinthians 13. 
That's verse 5, and I want to read it out of the Amplified, because it amplifies it. And uh, talking about love, it says, It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Now that takes some maturity. It takes some faith because when I suffer a wrong, my flesh doesn't like it and it doesn't like waiting to get even. You can't do that and expect the vengeance of God, the, the, the recompense, the restoration from God to, to come on your behalf. Um, so it, it takes maturity. It takes uh, trusting God, trusting his word, trusting that God will do what his word says it will do. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word. Thank you that you are a God of vengeance. And Lord, as we study to understand your vengeance, Lord, we thank you that you are executing vengeance on our behalf, that you are restoring things that have been taken from us by the enemy. And Father, that uh, maybe things that we have even forgotten and, and written it off, Lord, but you know what those things are. And so we ask for for restitution we ask for recompense. We ask for your vengeance on on those things that have been done against us in Jesus' name. And we do it on uh, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that it is for the purpose of increasing your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your attention. God bless you.